Okay, so let's get started. Begin, as usual, by feeling your contact with the floor. Just extend your legs and your arms, however is, however you do, and feel how you're resting. Notice if there's any part of you that feels like it has to work to lie on the floor when you first lie down like this after a day of activity. Maybe it feels like it's working because uh, it doesn't know what else to do. Maybe it feels like it's working because when you lie on the floor like this, something presses too hard, something's not at the right angle, something needs to be protected, so it's protecting you somehow. Where is it? Is it in your low back, in your hip joints, your groin, in your neck, your shoulders, your jaw? It's always an interesting question to ask something like that. Is it optional or not? Can you let go of it? Or is it like trying to wiggle your ears when you can't wiggle your ears, something that you can't really control right now? Or is it something you let go of and the minute you stop paying attention to not doing it, you start doing it again? creeps back. Those are the things that you can't really address directly. All you can do is go through the process and keep an eye on them and notice. Someday you notice their absence. Someday you notice their absence when they've been gone so long that you forgot that you ever had them. You go, what was that feeling I used to have whenever I lay down on the floor? Okay, notice as you lie on the floor how far from your midline your arms lie, just the way you put your arms down, palm up, palm down, how far from your sides. And your legs as well, notice how far from the midline each leg is, how far apart your legs are, just as you chose to lie. And put them a little bit closer together than they were. And feel, does something feel like it has to work harder now? Is something working now to keep you in place? Is something working now to protect you? Didn't have to work. And then put your legs back to the normal place you put them. And what just stopped working? Where? What if you put them just a little bit farther apart than you lay down with them? Does something work where? To either protect you or to hold them or to react to that? And then back to where you, uh, just where you put your legs when you lie without thinking about it. And begin now with your right leg. Begin to Rotate your right leg to the outside so that you take the outside border of your right foot towards the floor. The whole leg, you rotate the whole leg like you're rolling a pencil on the floor to take the outside border of your foot towards the floor. Just turning your knee out, turning your whole right leg out. Just turn it out and then come back to where you started. And you notice at one point in turning your leg out that it might feel like it makes sense for your knee to start to bend. Like if you turn your leg out, probably you're not getting the outside border of your foot to actually lie on the floor. But if you let your right knee bend at the right moment, begin to bend, then the whole outside border of your right foot would come into contact with the floor. Good. And just experiment with that. Listen for that moment when it makes sense to bend your knee.
Hopefully it makes sense to bend your knee before you feel any pain or any strain. There's some point where it makes sense to bend your knee. And begin to continue the bending of the knee so that you start to drag the outside border of your foot up towards yourself on the floor. And then as you extend your knee, you let the foot slide down again. And just come to kind of a rest in your starting place, not really overshooting the mark, not turning your foot to the inside. Just beginning the movement and then finishing the movement. And gradually draw your knee, bend your knee more, and draw your foot up towards yourself. And stop before you feel, well, when you feel there's nowhere more for your knee to go, turn around and come back. So not going to be... Sometimes we do this to stand the knee over the foot. Tonight we're not standing the knee over the foot. Just drag your foot up alongside yourself, your knee open to the side, and then slide it down again. And now imagine if you were lying on a big sheet of paper and you had, say, a piece of uh, coal or something or a piece of chalk on that hard bone, the outside of your right ankle. So every time you drag your foot up and push your foot down, that would actually draw a line on the paper that you're lying on. What's the shape of that line? What's the direction of that line? Where does it go? Does it go in a straight line from the starting place towards your hip? Does it go a little bit to the inside? Does it make a curve? Does it go a bit to the outside? Where does it go? What happens with your low back and your pelvis? Does one side of your low back lift away from the floor? Does your low back shift in relation to the floor as you drop your leg? Does it settle back as you extend your leg? And just leave that and take a rest for a moment. Just lie on your back and rest. And compare any differences in the feeling of how your left and right legs lie. So now when you do this movement of bending your knee open to the side and drawing it up along the floor, drawing your foot up along the floor, you're basically doing uh, bending two big joints at the same time, your hip joint and your knee joint. Each one of those joints is folding. Hip joint's also rotating. It's doing other things. But basically you're folding those two big joints at a time. And you had your own particular combination and pattern without thinking about it of how quickly you bent at the knee and how quickly you bent at the hip, how you distributed the action, the relative action in those two places. Now we're going to play with that a little bit. Begin to bend your knee open to the side, drag your foot up alongside the floor, but bend a lot more at the knee than you do at the hip. Bend more and more quickly at the knee than you do at the hip. So you end up making a larger fold in your hip, in your foot, in your knee, in your last place I can possibly imagine, in your knee joint. And maybe you don't actually bend all that much in your hip joint. Smaller, much smaller proportion of the range of motion of your hip joint. 
And where does your foot go if you do that? Where does your foot go? So you're still doing that piece where you roll your foot open so you're dragging the outside of your foot and your knee goes to the outside as long as that's comfortable. You're still taking your knee open to the outside and then extending that way. And notice as you do that, right, if you bend a lot more in your knee than you do in your hip, then your foot probably comes closer to your left knee. That comes more to the inside, right? You end up taking your foot, that piece, that line on the piece of paper that your ankle bone draws goes kind of in an arc to the inside. Feel that relationship between bending the knee joint more and where your foot goes. And now what if you do it so you bend much less in your knee, kind of forget that you have a knee, maybe it's going to bend a little bit, but you bend much more in your hip joint. So you fold your hip joint open to the side and fold your hip joint much more. And your knee just a little bit. And then where does the ankle bone draw that line on the floor? It might draw an arc to the outside now. Draw a line away from your midline instead of towards it. And then if you bend your hip joint and your knee joint at the same speed to the same extent as you draw your foot towards yourself, then where does that line drawn on the floor by the outside of your ankle bone, where does that line go? Does it go more in a direct line towards your right hip? And then leave that and take a rest and just feel what differences you might feel in your left and right side, left and right legs, the length of the legs. How the length of your back rests on the floor. Maybe the left and right sides of your face, your left eye, your right eye, any difference. Now begin to roll your left leg open to the side. Roll the outside border of your left foot towards the floor. Just start slowly. Start with the beginning of the movement so that you know where it's going, of course, but still uh, take the time to do this part where you're just rolling your leg open to the side and you start to feel when's the moment it makes sense to start to bend your knee. When is the moment it starts to make sense? Sort of sequential, you take your outside border of your foot towards the floor, and then it's a moment it makes sense to start to bend your knee. And when you found that place, you start to develop it further and draw your knee up, open to the side, and draw your foot up, dragging on the outside border of your left foot, draw your foot towards yourself. And here, without any particular intention or plan, you can feel where that line is drawn by your foot along the floor, by the bone of uh, the outside of your left ankle. And that line you draw, the direction it goes, says something to you about how do you distribute, without thinking about it, how did you distribute the folding of your hip and the folding of your knee.
Is it somewhat your tendency to fold your knee more or fold your hip more? And then there's nothing like trying to catch ourselves in our own habits. It's not very easy to do. It's like asking us what the air smells like or the fish what the water feels like. Or So we can make variations, and the variations make clear what it is that we do when we're not consciously choosing. So try um, bending your knee more and your hip less. So you do a little bit of opening your hip to the side and bringing your knee towards yourself, but more of folding your knee and bringing your foot towards yourself. Relatively speaking, a greater movement in the knee than in the hip. So that then your left foot goes towards your right knee, goes more to the inside. And does that feel familiar to you? Does that feel odd to you? Does everything say, ah, that sounds, feels good? Or does something say, oh, hmm, I have to reorganize myself to do that? And then try emphasizing the opposite extreme of the movement. So your hip, your knee doesn't bend so much, but your hip opens more and your hip bends more. You can almost think like, don't really add in bending your knee at all. Just drag your knee open to the side. Where does your foot go? Foot goes further open to the side. Does this make an even bigger change behind your low back? Bigger rolling of your pelvis? Stop with your knee open to the side the next time you've got your knee open to the side and just bend and extend at your knee, at the knee joint. So just take your foot towards yourself, out to the side. Feel what it's like to keep your hip in that bent position and flex and extend your knee. And then bring your foot back down to its starting place. Extend your knee. And a few times again, draw your knee up open to the side, bending much more at your hip joint than you do at your knee joint, almost like you forget to add in bending at your knee joint. So you're sort of taking the whole leg open to the side. And leave that, take a rest. And check the rest. I mean, we'll be on our backs for quite a long time tonight. If you ever need to rest lying on your side during the breaks, you can certainly vary your position. And now can you bend open both of your knees at the same time? Draw the outsides of both of your feet up towards yourself at the same time. And feel how you do that. What happens in your low back? Does your low back stay still in relation to the floor? Does it lift away from the floor? Does it lower to the floor? What does it do? What do you do? What do you do with your low back when you draw your feet towards yourself both at the same time?
And what line do your feet draw? So do they stay apart and do they each kind of track towards your sits bone on the left and right sides of your pelvis? Or do they come together in the middle? Do they start to touch? Or do they go further apart as you draw them towards yourself? Where do your feet go? The outside of the ankle bones draw those points. Great. Okay, and leave that. Stretch out, take a rest. And now bend your left leg and stand your left foot. Stand your left foot on the floor. And begin again to uh, roll your right leg to the outside, drag the outside of your foot up along the floor, bend your knee open to the side, and then extend your leg again. And note the line, the direction that your foot takes towards your pelvis. And notice what happens in your low back, what happens in your pelvis, and what happens in your opposite hip joint. So what actually happens in your left hip joint as you fold your right knee open to the side and drag your right foot towards yourself. What's happening in your left hip joint? It's kind of a passive helper in the movement, perhaps. It's affected by the movement. Now begin to add in as you fold your right leg towards yourself, as you draw your right foot towards yourself, also fold at the ankle so that you fold the top of your right foot towards your shin at the same time. And it's like folding your hip joint, folding your ankle joint. Fold and unfold your ankle joint at the same time as your hip and your knee joint. So you don't do the ankle joint all at once and then drag the folded foot up. But you're actively increasing the fold in your ankle joint the whole time that you're actively increasing the fold in your knee and you're actively increasing the fold in your hip. So everything folds. There's no point where... One joint is staying still and the other two are moving. All three joints are moving equally. The knee, the ankle, the hip. It's an ideal, obviously. It's an idea. And you'll benefit from it by making as many mistakes as you make. Just look for that feeling of everything folding at the same time, everything unfolding at the same time. Look for that coordination. So as you extend your leg, you actually extend your ankle joint. And as you fold your leg, you fold your ankle joint. Fold your top of your foot towards your shin. And then do the opposite with your foot. As you roll your knee to the outside and draw your knee up, and your foot towards yourself, extend the ankle, point the toes, and as you extend the knee and hip, flex the ankle so that you fold the front of your foot, top of your foot towards your shin. So you end up kind of with your leg in a standing position, your foot in a standing position.
And you're not actually bringing your right knee to standing over your foot. You're just bringing yourself to a place where your knee's open to the side. And you're still dragging the outside of your foot along the floor. Okay, and then stretch out and take another rest. Then bend your right leg and stand your right foot. And begin to uh, roll your left leg to the outside, the outside of your left foot towards the floor. Open your knee, bend it, drag your foot towards yourself. Just a few times without manipulating it any more than that, just to feel how your right hip joint participates in this movement of your left leg. What happens in your right hip joint as you open your left leg out to the side and draw your left foot towards yourself? And then begin to try the different variations with your ankle. So either flex or extend your ankle as you bend your knee. Start with whichever one makes most sense to you. And do the opposite with your ankle as you extend your leg. And notice the one you just did. Does that change the trajectory of your leg on the floor? Does that change that line you draw with your uh, heel bone, the outside, sorry, of your ankle bone on the floor? And you can go back and forth between doing nothing in particular with your ankle and then adding in the bending that you've just added. Go back and forth between those two options so that you can feel for yourself the dis- dif- difference. Is there a difference? Does somehow adding in this movement of the ankle change what you're doing with or how you're drawing your foot towards yourself on the floor? Does your foot go more to the inside, more to the outside? And then to really feel the consequence for yourself, do the opposite with your ankle. So make the opposite coordination of your ankle joint with the bending of your knee and hip. And feel, does that make some kind of tendency to take your foot in a different direction? Again, bending the ankle or extending it the whole time you're moving the knee and the hip. And even, this even gets a little bit more subtle, does something different happen in your standing, the hip of the standing leg? So your right hip standing. Does anything different happen in that hip? depending on whether you bend your ankle at the same time that you bend your knee and hip or you extend your ankle at the same time that you bend your knee and hip. And just at your own time, it can sometimes be very helpful to do it not just once but two or three times in one way and then two or three times in the other way so that you give yourself enough time to feel the details of how you do it the one way and how you do it the other way. Okay, leave that, stretch out, take a rest.
Then bend your knees and stand both your feet. And bring your right knee up over your chest. Bring your right leg up over your chest. And bring your knee further. Let your lower leg hang so your knee is kind of uh, passive. And just bring your knee towards yourself a little bit, towards yourself a little bit away from yourself. Just do that slowly. And so you feel what difference, what effect does that have on your low back? Does your pelvis roll a little? Does it affect your breathing, the space you feel you have to breathe into? You need towards yourself and a little away. What happens in your left hip joint, the standing leg? And then begin to add flexing and extending your ankle. So you bend the top of your foot towards yourself as you bring your knee towards yourself. And let your ankle extend as you take your knee a little away from yourself. Start with that coordination so everything folds more. You fold top of your foot towards yourself as you bring your knee towards yourself. And feel what happens. Your pelvis, your low back, your left hip. And then switch that coordination of your foot so you point your toes, point your forefoot as you bring your knee towards yourself and extend your, well, uh, point your heel, as it were. Bring your forefoot towards yourself as you take your knee away from yourself. You do the opposite of what you were just doing. And see what this does to the quality of the movement, the amplitude of the movement, movement of your pelvis, the movement in your opposite, your left standing foot's hip joint. Feel that. And leave that, stretch out your legs, take another rest. And then bend your knees and stand your feet. And bring your left leg up over your hip joint. Your left leg up over your chest, sorry. And notice your resting place of your left knee over your chest. Is your left hip joint basically closed in the front? Is that, is your... uh, knee as close to your chest as it's going to go without you putting any effort into it. So let your knee come towards yourself till it just kind of rests, hanging towards your hip, hanging towards your, why do I keep saying that? Hanging towards your chest. And again, take your knee towards yourself and away from yourself from that position, opening and closing the hip joint. There's actually really two ways you could do this. You could hold your pelvis and your low back almost stable and open and close the hip joint. Try that idea. How far can you take your hip joint before you start to roll your pelvis or change your relationship of your back with the floor? might be a very small bit of movement. It might be more. Not in the sense of challenging yourself to do it like an exercise, but just in the sense of 
feeling, what happens if you don't make any particular effort to roll your pelvis or hold it still or do anything else? What's the extent to which you can move your knee without rolling your pelvis? And then pause with your knee towards yourself and try the opposite idea. Try feeling like you're not going to open and close your hip joint at all. You're going to keep the angle of your hip joint in the front, the angle of that fold the same, but take your knee towards yourself and away from yourself. And how are you going to do that? You're going to have to roll your pelvis arch, your back, and take your low back towards the floor in order to move your knee. Kind of like as though your lumbar spine were your hip joint. Your lumbar spine is the only thing you have available. Your spine is the only thing you have available to uh, move your knee. But your hip joint is still pretty closed in front. Your knee is as close to you as it comes comfortably. And all the movement of your knee you generate from rolling your pelvis. Maybe your head rolls and nods as well. Feel the movement through and around your shoulders. Great. And leave that and stretch out and take a rest. And bend both legs again. Bring your left leg up over your chest. This time hold the hip joint a little bit open. Take your knee a little bit away from yourself. And then bring your knee towards and away from yourself, but without changing that angle at your hip joint. So you've got a bigger angle at your hip joint, and you're still bringing your knee towards and away from yourself by rolling your pelvis, by taking your low back towards the floor and lifting your low back away from the floor. And add in folding your ankle. So you fold your ankle as you take your knee towards yourself. Extend your toes as you take your knee away from yourself. Try that coordination. Still keeping that opening in your hip joint in the front basically the same, not opening and closing that joint, just rolling your pelvis, just lifting and lowering your low back. But you're flexing and extending your ankle at the same time. And switch the coordination of your foot so you point your toes as you take your knee towards yourself. Fold your toes towards your shin as you take your knee away from yourself. Try that opposite coordination. And then leave that, stretch out your legs, take a rest.
And then bend both your knees, stand both your feet. Bring your right knee over your chest. And a little bit unfold that joint so that it's not at its maximum. Your knee is a little bit taken away from you. Got a little bit open in the front. And again, bring your right knee towards yourself and away from yourself, keeping that angle in your hip joint constant, and that means rolling your pelvis. Letting your low back go towards the floor and away from the floor. And feel as you do that. Notice what's happening in your left hip joint. Notice how you're using your left hip joint. How is your left hip joint opening and closing or rolling or particular movement it's doing? And then add in folding or extending your ankle. You choose which one you do first. Which coordination. And see if that changes anything about how you're using your left hip joint. How powerful the rolling of your pelvis is. How kind of what the direction is that the knee comes towards yourself. And switch the coordination of the ankle. Do the opposite coordination with the ankle. If you are bending your ankle while bringing your knee towards yourself, now extend the ankle while bringing your knee towards yourself. Do the opposite of what you have been doing. And feel what difference does it make now to how you use your left hip joint, to what the movement's like of bringing your knee towards yourself. With that hip joint staying at its kind of fixed at its open angle, at the angle that it's at. And then leave that, bring your foot down, stretch out your legs, take a rest. And as you lie there, pay attention to your breathing. Where do you feel in your whole torso, in your chest, your belly, your back, your sides, pelvic floor, base of your neck, all around, all 360 degrees around your torso? Where do you feel movement as you breathe in? And where do you feel movement as you breathe out? Without exaggerating or anything, you don't have to do anything. Try to breathe deeply or correctly, but just as you're breathing, where do you feel movement? Then use your hands as kind of an amplifier. So you rest both hands on your belly. And... Feel if what you feel externally with your hands, if that matches what you were feeling internally, or is there more movement there than you thought there was? Is there less movement? 
You can just take your time and try different places in your belly, in your chest, right above the pubic bone, your breastbone, ribs to the side, wherever. Try different places slowly. Give yourself a few breaths everywhere that you feel. Just resting your hands so your hands can be kind of an amplifier. You can feel movement of your ribs or the stillness if they don't move. You might even feel differences from the left and right. It might be that there's some levels, there's quite a bit of movement on one side and less on the other. Then when you feel like you've got pretty well acquainted with how you're using yourself in breathing, about where there is motion when you breathe, where there's less motion when you breathe, keep that awareness alive and begin to open your knees to the side and drag both feet towards yourself at the same time, but do it so that you notice when you interfere with your breathing. And you maybe can stop just as you feel that interference start. Turn your movement around and extend your legs again. And then start again and feel how far can you take your knees open to the side, drag the outside of your feet towards yourself without interfering with that breathing, not holding your breath, not pushing your breath, not stopping the breath in one place and sending it somewhere else, but just at your normal resting breathing, draw both of your feet towards yourself. kind of like making a different relationship with life than we usually have in the course of the day. What would your day be like if you went through it and everything you intended to do, you said, well, I'm not going to do that if it interferes with my resting breath. All I care about is maintaining my resting breath. I care about not disturbing my basic sustenance of life. And I'm not willing to do anything with myself that would disturb that. What kind of a day would you have? If you recall the beginning of the lesson when you bent both knees to the side and drew your feet up towards yourself, how much did your low back move then? How much did it stay still then? How does that compare to now? Is your low back able to stay quieter as you draw your feet up towards yourself? Not because you're tightening or holding your breath, because you're not holding your breath. You're not interfering with your breath. And then try these two different variations of your feet as you draw both feet up towards yourself, as you open your knees to the side. Try the variation where you fold your tops of your feet back towards yourself as you fold your hips and your and your knees. Try the variation of extending your ankles as you draw your feet towards yourself. 
and folding your tops of your feet towards your shins as you extend your legs, and so your legs are coming down to stand on your feet, on your feet flat towards the floor, the wall beneath you. And then just leave that. Stretch out. And feel how you're resting on the floor now. Do you remember at the beginning of the lesson, where were those places you felt you needed to work in order to do this simple thing of just lying on the floor? Are they working less now, those places? How are you lying with your arms? with your legs and slowly at your own pace when you're ready you can roll to your side and come up to sit and stand and take that experience for a walk